My name is Gerard Hader. Uh, I'm one of Sapatero's owners. Sapatero was founded back in 2013. It was just in my partner's garage. So it was really a basic setup uh, where we tried to make shoes, uh, tried to copy a lot of techniques that were available abroad because uh, there was always something missing in the, in the shoes made here in the Philippines. So my partner, Raymond Villanueva, he usually goes outside the country and whenever he does, he usually buys shoes there. Usually he'd find a lot of specific details that he cannot find here in the Philippines. With that, he tried to uh, make a, a shoemaking workshop, just a few shoemakers, only two at first, and then he tried to replicate what he saw abroad. Uh, make shoes, trial and error basically at first. And after a couple of months of setting up, I came into the picture. I started as the first salesperson of uh, Zapatero Manila. And I just really uh, fell in love with the process, fell in love with the shoes. Uh, prior to that, I was just a fresh graduate. I was looking for opportunities and then this opportunity popped up in my feed. And since I love shoes, I sent a quick message to Raymond. We had the chat. I got the job uh, and then we clicked in terms of the, the working uh, dynamics and I decided to ask for a partnership afterwards uh, and we found another guy who has the same love for shoes as, uh, as us, uh, our other partner, Jerwin Lim. So um, basically it's, it's us three back in 2014 when we uh, uh, started to incorporate the company so yeah and then it's just basically in terms of uh, the ups and downs of Zapatero it's basically a lot of trial and error but there's always one goal in mind and that is to uh, create the best shoes that we can uh, in our capabilities so with that being said it's always a part of me that always researches always looks into uh, the works of other uh, known shoemakers abroad, uh, how they execute their techniques, what materials they use, what tools they use. And sadly, uh, during that time, there was no one available locally to, to ask for advice, to ask for uh, guidance when it comes to uh, making handmade dress shoes. So we were left to our own. At, at those moments, it was just us researching whatever we could so we can uh, make better shoes. That's how we started basically. Just uh, recently, right before the pandemic, me and my partners, we decided to uh, take a leap of faith and revisit one of our dreams, which is to study under the masters in, uh, in Italy. So back then when we were starting, uh, there's this brand called Stefano Bemer. They're uh, based in Florence and they offer shoemaking lessons. So it was quite expensive, but we, we took our chance. I came back with a lot more knowledge and a lot more uh, um, information on how to do things. Uh, I realized the mistakes that we've been doing, uh, the, the, the right things that we've been doing. And the things that we can improve on, the things we we have to uh, stop doing, and everything in between. But of course, there's still a lot of room for improvement. But at least now, the, our processes are 
more in line with uh, how the masters make it uh, outside. So it's a good chance for us to make better shoes. Yeah? Why shoes? Why shoes? I don't know, actually. I just Shoes for me, it's the first thing I look at when, uh, when I meet someone. It speaks a lot about yourself. With the type of person I am also, so in, in the personal level, I'm not the type of guy that likes the spotlight. But I want to be someone that uh, completes the picture. So much like shoes, picture is incomplete if you're not wearing nice shoes. But definitely, the shoes, it's never the spotlight. It's never the highlight. It's just cherry on the cake. So ever since uh, I was in high school, college, uh, I was not a sneakerhead. I just really liked sneakers, casual shoes. Those are the things that I really liked. So whenever I get my Christmas money, shoes are what I spend on, not clothes. So I, I, I buy shoes, whatever I have left, then I, then I buy clothes. And then afterwards, when I got the opportunity to work with Zapatero, I fell more in love with the process, the details of leather shoes, of dress shoes, how it affects the overall attire of someone. Even up until now, there are a lot of things I learned. Uh, when it comes to dressing up, how shoes are vital to that attire, to that get-up, to that appearance that you want to convey. Um, well, in terms of transition, that was when I graduated. So after I graduated, uh, I started studying uh, dress shoes, like just knowing the basic types, lace-ups, loafers, derbies, and then... I just learned after a while that there are endless permutations because there are a lot of details, there are a lot of types of shoes, uh, there are a lot of ways of making a shoe. So all of those permutations, it's an endless, it's, a, it's an endless amount of uh, designs or shoes that you can make or think of. I really fell in love with that idea in mixing and matching whatever detail to what construction method, to what color of leather, what type of leather. So those combinations, those design uh, details, they get me excited. So that's why when you look at our shop, there are a lot of design permutations that I just play around with. I look at the other makers, how do they see this type of design and how do they play with this particular detail. Each shoemaker has their own taste. Executing their taste to their designs and making it their own, that's something that I really like. Maybe it's a way of uh, presenting their shoes. Uh, maybe it's a particular construction, particular design. That gets me excited. Like, how do you make shoes as an extension of yourself? So that's what uh, always excites me uh, on my day-to-day with Zapatero. There are designs that some makers just really like, like for example, just lace-ups. They always just make lace-ups, but even though they just make lace-ups, you know it's their personality. It's the personality of the shoemaking house, and that design is distinct, distinctly theirs. Uh, like for, for myself, I like putting uh, broke details on uh, my designs. So I would put uh, medallions, broguing on areas that are uh, usually plain. And those are the designs that I, I, I really like. In terms of extending your personality to the shoes that you make, sometimes it's just really what you like doing also. And it reflects into your creations. What's your goal? My goal is to be the best here in the Philippines. I think we already are. 
in terms of handmade shoemaking. And another part of that would be to be one of the best in the world. I want to be part of that elite circle of bespoke shoemakers that very low-key, but they, they let their art, their craft speak for themselves. There's nothing holding me back, and I uh, believe that we are on the way. What's more important, mastery or money? It's not, uh, for me, it's not a question of uh, or. Because I, I think always it's a, it's a chicken and egg concept. Money can help you master a craft and mastering a craft can help you get money. So for example, with, uh, with us, uh, I wouldn't have been able to learn from the masters if we didn't have the finances to support. And because now that I know a lot more, I believe that we can also create money out of it. So in my perspective, it's not a question of this or that. You can get both. It's a cycle. You get money. If, if, if your uh, goal is still mastery, the money will help you even more. And if you want money, the mastery will also help you get that. What does perfection mean for you? Perfection is something that can never be achieved. It's an endless pursuit. But along the way, you find some gems that are very priceless. Would you say perfection is something dangerous? Depends. Depends on. Depends on what you're trying to perfect. But I think perfection is neither negative or positive. It's how you see it, how you want to approach it. If you want perfection and then cut everything else, then definitely that's a negative approach. But if you want perfection and then you want to grow along the way, lift other people along the way, then that's a good approach. Um, but either way, it's a, I think it's a neutral, it's a neutral concept that is up to the, the person to determine. Maybe we can put together the best and then the perfection part together. I wouldn't consider myself being the best if I don't have my team with me. If I'm not able to pass down the, the skills, the know-how to the next generation, if I have to cut those loose, then what, what, what am I here for? What's the point? Uh, it's, it's always about uh, uplifting the team also, um, giving more uh, knowledge to, to the clients, the customers. So it's always about that. When it comes to our processes here, whenever we talk to clients, it's always about what do you want to use it for? We always ask questions that would help the client get the best compared to just selling them what's, what's the most expensive or anything. If I have to cut people loose to be the best, nah, I won't do it. I wouldn't even consider that being the best. Have you ever thought about doing something else? Me? Of course. In terms of craft, well, I have a lot of hobbies also. So I'm also a musician, but right now that's not my focus. I've done a lot of music before in my uh, college years. And now it's, it's about the craft of shoemaking. Uh, further down the line, I'm not so sure, but definitely if the idea is still alive, then it's never gonna go away. So um, me and my friends, uh, we all stopped pursuing music, but we still enjoy music. So it's not something that you can easily get rid of, especially if it's deeply ingrained in your personality. In the future, mm, not so sure yet.
not so sure. I, I see myself doing this for a long time. Sometimes I already forget about it because I just focus on where you want to go. But definitely the, the, the down times, pandemic was bad. It has affected us even up until now. But again, we keep moving forward. Sometimes there are really bad months. There are some uh, issues here and there in terms of running the business. But in the bigger picture of things, if I look back, I don't think there was a very terrible moment that I would like not want to experience again. Except for the pandemic. If I had to go through everything again, I would. Even the down months. Just not the pandemic. Definitely. Because it's not just bad for Zapatero. It's bad for our shoemakers. Whenever they have hardships, definitely, I, I should be there to support them. It's very terrible during the pandemic. And then right after that, there were, there were big floods in Marikina. And all of our shoemakers were affected. So those are the tough parts. Those are the tough parts. So I just make sure that now, from, from here on out, we make sure to avoid or prepare for those things. And we make sure that we're, we, we, we have them covered whenever the time comes that they need the help from us. My motivation is, is basically being recognized as the best in the country being recognized internationally as a, as a good bespoke shoemaker. That thought drives me. Everything uh, that comes with it, that excites me, that motivates me. Giving more livelihood to our shoemakers, representing the country, passing on the skills to, uh, to the next generation, thus preserving the craft, those things motivate me. No, I'm, I'm actually not used to the spotlight. As I said earlier, I just like being, just being the, the, the one that completes the package, or at least helps complete the package. I'm not one of those spotlight guys. Uh, not really recognized as the best. Just recognize this enough. For example, um, one of the international uh, shoe bloggers, the shoe snob, he reposted one of our photos. And that is good enough for me. Him reposting us and then uh, that post reaching a lot of other people, appreciating the craft, that's good enough for me. And I just really want to reach a lot more people for them to see what we can do, for them to see how, how much we love shoes. That's, what I, that's the recognition that I want. Being the best, actually, I have no, I have no chances of like overcoming the other shoemakers who have been here, who have been making shoes for a long time abroad, no, I, I, don't, I, I don't see myself uh, being better than them. I just want to be recognized as like them, who love shoes 100% of their time. And with that love for shoes, it reflects to their craft. You see the love for the craft in their shoes. That's why a lot of people like them, because they see the hard work in their creations. That's where I want to be. For more people to see that our shoes are made with, uh, with passion, with uh, love for the craft. That's basically my goal. Uh, in terms of what makes a good shoe in that aspect, is a lot of things. First, the shoe last. That is your foundation. 
So basically, the last determines the fit. It determines the proportions. It determines the whole look. So just from that first step, you can mess up the future steps. So if your last is not good in terms of aesthetic, if your last is not good in terms of performance, which is the fit, then you, your output shoe will not be as great, definitely. So there are the masters outside the, uh, the Philippines, they make their own lasts by hand. Um, and then they make their own shoes by hand, making sure that all the details are in place. So that's what, that's what makes them great. And in terms of small details, like the curves of the sole, the curves of the uppers, one blemish on the leather, they don't do that. So they make sure that the, the leather is flawless, the, the curves are flawless, their cuts are flawless, and all the details are flawless. Sometimes you'd wonder, a machine won't be able to do this ever. Because it's their eyes that, that is what makes their creations great. Last words. Yeah, I'm Gerard Hader, one of the owners of Zapatera Manila. I love the art of shoemaking, I love shoes. And um, hopefully you see our passion towards shoes through the shoes that we make. Passion, passion for me is uh, doing what you love, basically. Uh, and doing it with uh, the best of your capabilities and making sure you're developing it further. That's passion. Always chasing perfection in a neutral approach and picking up gemstones along the way.